This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good time. So obviously we're just coming off the heels of the big story uh, that just broke literally moments ago. Jeff Passan breaking that Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, signs a 14-year, $340 million deal with the Padres. And we should talk about the Dodgers uh, in in that regard too as far as where that division stands because I feel like a lot of people think it's going to be competitive but before we get to that uh here's my what you need to know for today and it is also baseball related the Mets tweeted out that Tim Tebow retired uh Scott Kaplan I I didn't even know that Tim Tebow was still playing baseball did you well, I didn't know anybody was playing baseball until today. Pitchers and catchers were reporting, and everybody's acting like they're all excited. Like, ooh, pitchers and catchers are reporting. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's just day one. That's all. No big deal. Let's not get crazy oh, here. Greg Bergman is what You are attacking Greg Bergman I, right I now. I am attacking everybody that makes a big deal about pitchers and catchers reporting day one. But here's the thing. Um, I, I, I didn't know Tim Tebow was still playing, but I got to <laughs> say I was rooting for him. Like, I actually really wanted Tim Tebow – to be able to say, you know what, the NFL said I couldn't play even though I won a playoff game for the Denver Broncos. You know what, I'm going to make it in baseball. And it's a hard thing to try and do. Yeah. There were a couple of highlights along the way, but I didn't realize Tim Tebow retired, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I, I found out because the Mets tweeted that out today, and I saw Jeff Passan retweet it because I don't follow the Mets. Uh, LZ, were you surprised to hear that Tim Tebow was still playing minor league baseball? I'm surprised that was bothered tweeting about it. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> the like Mets it, did it. It was wild. I couldn't believe it. Like it's, it's. Listen, God bless them. Go ahead, do as much as you possibly can, as long as you possibly can do it. But it's, it, it is quite hilarious to me that media in general, when it comes to Tim Tebow, is doing everything that it can to make sure he stays relevant. Right, right. Despite right, right. the fact he hasn't done anything irrelevant since he left, really, Florida. Right. Well, well, he had that one moment, as Scott said, in the playoff game against the Broncos. He threw that was pretty a, much it. He threw a three-yard pass that was taken like ninety-five in a, in a, yards. Right in a cover zero. Right. In a cover, people right, forget like that part. Cover zero. Nobody was back there. Once nobody. The guy, once the guy caught the slant, it was over. Like there was because they all there. thought Tebow was going to run. They make it sound right. like Tebow led them to victory. If y'all don't stop. I have a question. It was question. cover now, zero, Kevin. Now, now, now where is the wh- – why the hate for Tim Tebow? Why not celebrate? No, there's no What's hate. The it's just did, being did, accurate. Did I say Tim Tebow? I indicted the media in my comments. Right. I said the yeah. media is doing everything that it can to make sure he stays relevant despite – his resume. All I'm saying That's is... That's what I said. The media. Guys like you, Cap. Guys hey, like you. I'm not the media, okay? I am not the media. I don't talk to the media. I don't do things through the media. I am not the media. But Tim Tebow threw that pass. They won that football game. We can't take that away from the guy. <laughs> oh, I feel like this is Brady-esque right now. I'm not obsessed with Tim Tebow. I just always found it interesting that... He had such a decorated college career, and he won games early in his NFL career, yeah. 
And then yeah. was essentially, it seemed like nobody wanted him because it was easy to say, well, he can't play. Because he, he was guy. easy to scheme against after but then, that. People but then, knew what was coming. But then it seemed like all of his outward uh, celebrations and you know his, uh, his religious uh, feelings and how he talked about these out loud, it was as if people didn't want to give him a chance because of things like that. Oh, I disagree. Uh, Listen, Bill which, Belichick. Which league are you referring to? Because there's yeah, no greater religious league than the NFL. So I don't right. know what you're talking about. Here's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let me tell you. What it, I'm it, talking about well, is... Wait, wait, is, wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that Bill Belichick, who I believe would sign Satan incarnate, okay, <laughs> if it helped him win football games, would not have signed Tim Tebow, would not have kept Tim Tebow on the roster if I'm he was saying, any good? I'm saying that Tim Tebow became a guy that, as I recall, was a distraction rather than an addition like people felt like his his he shows up and everybody's going to want to focus in on Tim Tebow and he might even be just a backup or a third string quarterback. I just thought the guy kind of got a raw end of a deal. But Scott, who yes, who, who were the people that was focusing in on him whether he was a backup or not? Oh, you're blaming the media. Which was my original point. Your irritation right. is about the media. <laughs> it's, that's it isn't about what we said about Tim Tebow, it's not about the league. It really is the coverage. So we're actually on the same side. We're both blaming the media. It's just you think it's not the media, and I'm willing to say that it is. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm um I'm not I'm not opposed to saying it's the media that that blew up what Tim Tebow was. He became a media creation. People were fixated on Tim Tebow. They liked covering Tim Tebow. He's um he's an interesting character, and um. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I didn't know he was retiring today. I was still rooting for the guy. I kind of liked it. I liked the fact that he was g yeah. giving it a try. I, I, I was over it already. Tebow mania, I'm done. Like, if you're not good at it, like, I can't keep, you know, going back to the well. But anyway, he did retire. I didn't know. Uh, it was. I didn't know he was still playing baseball until the Mets tweeted it out and Jeff Passan retweeted it. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. A perfect what you need to know because it's like, holy crap, really? That happened? I had no idea. Um, I so anyhow, Ian Eagle's going to join us in 10 minutes. We'll talk Lakers-Nets with him, specifically what the hell's uh, the transformation of the Nets. He's had a front row seat to it. Well, I guess front row, sort of, in COVID. It's probably, uh, you know, relative, but you get my point. Um, but before we get to that, we have phones open for you at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Momo was on earlier. She was worried about AD, kind of like we are, the three of us. And she says that people are telling her, eh, you know, eh, not that worried. Um, but I, I feel like we should all be worried. 877-710-ESPN, tell us how you feel about that. But, Kaplan, it is your birthday today. And you revealed something to LZ and I and the group during our show meeting today. And it's about uh, your dome and your hair, the lettuce on your hair. What, what, what's going on there? Well, you know, it is my birthday, and people always say to you, you know, and, and it's very nice, by the way, very flattering. Love to have people blow up my phone with texts, and I've been sitting, like I've spent more time today saying thank you, which is wonderful. I'm very grateful for everybody's birthday wishes. I'm glad people are thinking about me. Facebook, also wonderful. Thank you. Instagram, all of it, just fantastic, okay? But people say, well, what are you doing for your birthday? What are you doing? So um, I went and got my hair cut today because I have been rocking a massive Jufro. I mean, this thing is getting completely out of control. I'm walking around looking like a Q-tip, okay? So I go in to get my hair cut, and my girlfriend told me last night, she said, do you have powder in your hair? And I said, no, why? what do you mean? 
dude, I was all gray in the back. Like I was wearing a yarmulke, man. I was all gray in the top of my head. I don't know about you guys, and I'm happy to admit this. I'm not trying to hide it from anybody, okay? I had my hair dyed today. I, I've had it done every time I've gotten a haircut in the last, like, two years. I don't want to go gray, okay? Call me vain. Okay, fine. Maybe I'm trying to hold on to youth. All I know is, guys, it's okay. If you don't want to go gray, and some of you go gray gracefully, good for you. For those of you that are like me and you don't want the gray hair, it's I. It's okay. You can get your hair dyed. I do. It's okay. That's what I wanted to See, tell you. It's interesting because uh, I feel like, and maybe, LZ, I, I could be wrong about this, right? Like, for, for guys, I don't feel like gray hurts them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's particularly in the business that we're in, right? Did you like, tell Jim Brown I, that? <laughs> I did not. I did not oh, tell okay. him. Okay. I can keep going if you want me to. Um, because it's a lot of us that dye our hair, me included. Yeah. It's a lot of us. You so dye LZ, your hair, LZ? LZ, I, I kind of... So I've dyed, I, I've dyed my hair because my hair pattern grows right in the middle. And when the studio lights hit it, it mm. looks like there's something in my hair. Like with Scott, like powder or something like that. Right. So, so for years, I would have them dye that part of my hair strictly for TV. And if I didn't have TV, then I didn't care. Like right now, I haven't dyed my hair, not just because of TV, but because the growth pattern of the gray has now spread out. And so now it's recognizable that I have gray hair and not like some stuff in my hair. CLZ, I watched you this past weekend on ABC, and I thought to myself, did he, did he dye his goatee? Because it was looking very sharp, by the way, very thick and nice. I mean, I wish I could grow a man's goatee like that. But I thought to myself, did he, did he darken that goatee? So no, no, no darken. No, 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 no. I haven't, haven't had anything done like in terms of dye to my hair, like like when did the pandemic start <laughs> last March or whatever. And like, I've always wanted salt and pepper locks. So it wasn't like I was at, you know, was dodging a gray or anything. It was strictly when I'm on television and when the lights hit where my hair was growing, like it just looks like I have dust in my hair. <laughs> George, would you go, would you go gray gracefully or would you do what I'm doing, which is I'm holding on to the dark hair. I don't want the gray hair. Um, no, I'm good. You know, like, I, I don't have gray hair. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if if that's how it goes, then that's how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good with just, like, moving on. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, I'm not loving it. And I have a 14-year-old daughter who every time my hair gets gray, she's like, oh, Dad, we got to do something with this. And I can't tell you the number of times that she's gone to like a CVS, gotten a Just for Men package, comes home and does my hair, and then it's like rusty red. You know, it's like it's all off. I look green. I mean, it's just Oompa Loompa City. Not good. So you got to get it done by a pro. That's all I'm saying to you today. No, and and it's I'm okay. sure if I, if I did it, I would want if, it to get it, done by a pro. Sure. Like if, if George was able to grow the, the, the gray on the side, he's golden. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, yeah. that's money right there. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the side. side, the side yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's my, the, the salt and pepper right there. Yeah, yeah for sure. My, my ish was growing right in the middle of my head. Right, so it looked like Stripe. <laughs> so it looked like a Stripe. Like it looked like Rogue from X-Men. And I couldn't do that. So I had them, you know, dye it up. Now, obviously, well, when you look at the ends of my locks, it's obviously right. I go in and get my hair dyed anyway because the end of yeah. my locks are like blonde. Yeah. So I got like three different color hairs running around in my head. 
Right. Uh, I was worried about looking like old school Frank DeFord. You guys know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, of course. Yeah. SI's great. Frank's the man. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I didn't want to have those like white sideburns going, you know? I want the straight up Tony Morrison. If I if I okay. get, get the Tony Morrison, I'm pretty sure I would get superpowers afterwards. That's right. how, I'm gonna that, ask, how powerful it is. I'm going to ask Ian Eagle, uh, who has pitch black hair. Him and Mike Shashevsky, I feel like, right, have like pitch black hair. Where they, they're, I I feel like they're too old to have pitch black hair. Now he, now I'm looking at a recent picture. He does have a little on the side, LZ. So to your yep. point, it, it looks distinguished. But it you know, the top of the dome is rocking pitch black there. Ask him. Um, ask so him if I'm he dyes his hair. I, I, like, come out of the shoe I'm going to ask him. Right. I'm going to say, Eagle, are you dyeing your hair? Do you have PEDs in your hair? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> um, all right. So we'll talk to Ian Eagle about hair and the Nets who are going to face the Lakers. That's coming up in four minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Nothing gets me more excited than Pitbull and talking to Ian Eagle. I feel like both Mr. Worldwide. Because they do a little bit of everything. 305 You can boy. catch Ian Eagle everywhere. The Yes Network, TNT, all over the place. Uh, calling a game near you. And we want to talk Nets, Lakers with him, which you can hear on this very station uh, tomorrow here on 710 ESPN. Uh, Eagle, before we talk to you about all this basketball stuff, we got to ask you something out of the gate here. Because Kaplan is on here talking about he needs to dye his hair. LZ's out there saying he needs to dye his hair. I am not a dye-your-hair guy because I don't have the gray. But you, you see, you've got this pitch black hair, this jet black hair. Yeah. I see a little salt and pepper on the side. But are you dyeing the hair? Are you putting PEDs in the hair, Ian? Very, very perceptive. Great, great opening question. I have not gotten this question ever in my life, so I want to just deal with this head on. Right on. It's all natural, baby. Nothing. I love it. No dyes, no PEDs. What you see is what you get. Take it to the bank. Uh, that's what Barry Bond said. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Barry told us the same thing for years. And he changed his diet. That's why his neck yeah, was and bigger. You, wait a second. Like, you, like, Krzyzewski says that, too. I ain't buying Krzyzewski ain't dyeing his hair. What do you think? Uh, I think he's just got jet black hair. He he just has that that thing, and I can relate. Uh, people people off the air have questioned me. I've never been questioned on the air. I've been asked, "Is it a toupee? Is it real?" No, it's real. No. It's all no. natural. All of it. So, Ian, if you were to start to gray, would you a just let it go, or b do something about it, like I did, and got it dyed? No, I, I would. I'd go complete Phil Donahue. I would oh, just there. You go. It. See, I would embrace that, it. That's why. That's why I love you, Ian Eagle. Because I said the same thing. <laughs> if it's gonna happen, it's gonna. I feel like with dudes, especially in the media, in the in the you know platform that we work on, right? Like 
I feel like it allows you to be more distinguished looking. Like you can survive forever with hair yeah. like that. Uh, trust right. me, I work with Jim Spinarkle on the NCAA tournament. We've been doing it 23 years together. The guy has the hair of a third-term senator. It stands <laughs> out. It works for me. He could easily be from the state of Tennessee, and you'd say, oh, yeah, he's been in the Senate for, for 15 years. The, 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 that's the look. It's working for him. Wow. Uh, well, listen, all I know is this. Uh, it's okay to dye your hair. And by the way, LZ, you tell me that I've been giving you clues all day as to how old I am on a day like today. Ian Eagle has just told you everything you need to know with that Phil Donahue reference. Am I right? Uh, I, I mean, I, I picked up on that. I picked up on it. That, that's for sure. I'm old but, school. I'm old but school. I, I am curious about this. Um, the pandemic has hit families in all sorts of ways, but we know statistically this is the highest percentage of young adults living with their p- parents. My son, who is 24, lives with me now during the pandemic, and it's my understanding that Noah moved back in with you when the pandemic hit. Is that correct? Yeah, briefly, briefly. He had a short stint, I think, just to have other human interaction, and he came back to New Jersey, which was great. We were thrilled, and I was shocked how much food the young man could (laughs) consume and yet gain no weight. (laughs) Very impressive. Uh, He does not dye his hair, and he was on scholarship. I I think it worked for both of us. Mom was thrilled. His sister was happy. I was happy. It, it It was a festive three-month stretch for the family yeah it's been part of the the best part of of some of these COVID things all right Ian Eagle let me jump right into it and get you get your opinion on some things here um oh wait 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 wait. Scott I have a text from young Noah uh that says make sure to give him bleep is what he said and uh I just texted him back (laughs) we're way ahead of you uh so there you go (laughs) right right. Um, George George came out of the shoot with the do you dye your hair question by the way, young Noah is a great young man. He is the voice of the L.A. Clippers uh, on radio, of course. I-, I invited him over to do Cuban Christmas a couple of years ago when he first got here. Uh, I And I can attest that he does eat a lot. But you did you did teach him right because he, he brought me and Mrs. Sedano a very nice bottle of Pinot Noir. So good job out of you. No. Yeah, he's a, he's a smart young man. Uh, he's not cheap. So you invite him over, he's going to... He's going to show up with something, and he loves you, George. I don't need to tell you that. He's uh, he's just a huge fan of yours, personally and professionally. Scott, not so much, but uh, you <laughs> yeah, love me a lot. It's a different deal. It's a, it's a yeah, totally I don't blame deal. him on the Kaplan. No. Well, part, we've had we've had some it. conflict, George. You know, young Noah and I. This is <laughs> yeah. this is this is pre superstar Noah. This is high school basketball nebbish Noah. You understand oh, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I do remember that. So, um, Ian, I just want to ask you to, to talk to us a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, okay, so KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Um, do they have other players on the Nets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some other players. There's some role players. It's, it's fitting together. It's starting to develop. And chemistry-wise, I've definitely seen a, a big difference over the last couple of weeks. Just getting them all healthy and playing has been probably the biggest challenge, but when they all play, this is a very difficult team to outscore. Defensively, the questions are going to be out there until the playoffs start, and we see what they're all about for real. But in terms of the early thoughts, this can work. And if I'm an Eastern Conference team and I'm posed with the challenge of having to beat them four times in a series – I don't know if there's a team in the East that can actually do that, if these three guys stay healthy and this keeps developing the way that they think it will. 
What are timeouts like? Have you observed like interaction with coaches? Who's really leading the team during these timeouts? Can you extrapolate any of that so far? Yeah, it's a great question. Our our broadcast location is not where it used to be, where we did have a chance to pick up on nuance and get a sense of what that would be like. Everything we're seeing is what you're seeing on television. And what I've seen is shared responsibility, a lot of conversation. What has surprised me is how verbal James Harden has been. Uh, That had been a knock on him from the outside looking in that, you know, he keeps to himself. Yes, he's a leader, but you don't really see it. He's not outspoken in that manner. He has been very upfront. He has certainly embraced the role, and his attitude has been so good. I I think even the Nets have been surprised at just how engaged he's been, and he has been chatty and talkative. And if somebody screws up a defensive assignment, he's willing to say it. And he's got enough juice to say it. Uh, I've noticed a lot of interaction between him and DeAndre Jordan in particular. And Harden is comfortable saying what's on his mind. And DeAndre respects him. So there's a back and forth. So of all of them, I think that's been the biggest surprise that James has been that into it. And I think he does see this as his real chance to win a championship and make his mark and fulfill what's missing in his career. That's the only thing missing for James Harden, and he recognizes that this is probably going to be his best chance to do it. The great Ian Eagle with us here. We're talking Nets with him. Obviously, Lakers-Nets tomorrow right here on 710 ESPN. You know, for all the crap they take for the lack of defense, Ian, I was watching that Clippers game, okay, and I thought they really played well on that end of the floor that night. It feels like they've got it in them, and I think that that's, that game sold me even further, right, on them winning the East because I, I don't love the turning it on and turning it off thing. I think you need to build habits, and I'd like to see more of it, but I felt better after that game. How did you feel after watching that one? Yeah, I agree. That game and some of the games after that where the numbers may tell one story, but if you actually watch the game – you would feel differently. Indiana, as an example, they were up 35 points against the Pacers. Indiana scores 38 points in the fourth quarter. So at the end of the game, you look at the numbers, you say, oh, man, they couldn't stop the Pacers. They won the game by double figures, but Indiana ended up scoring a bunch of points. Sacramento, the next game, they start the West Coast road trip with a win over Golden State. They play the Kings, again, up 28 points. The Kings score a bunch of points in the fourth. And the numbers skew your opinion if you're just looking at the box score. Uh, I agree. The Clipper game in particular, high-level basketball, uh, playing against top-shelf talent. And when they needed stops, they got stops. And that happened last night against Phoenix. Same deal. They find themselves coming from behind, down 20-plus, and then down the stretch, Devin Booker couldn't score. Landry Shamit shadowed him and did a terrific job. So it's in there, George. You're right. You can't do the flip the switch thing, and and I think that's where uh, the Nets are trying to avoid the the theory that they can just pick and choose their spots. They can't. That's not how championship basketball works. All right, Iman, you said earlier, though, that you think this can work for the Nets if everybody's healthy, and already tomorrow some of the shine is off this game, at least the way I see it, because you don't have AD and you don't have KD. So when you talk about the health, 
We're concerned about Anthony Davis, his Achilles, his calf, and his future. What's going on with KD? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a mystery because of the way things are set up. You have very little interaction. Uh, You're not around the team. You never see a player. You never see a coach. Everything is done via Zoom, and the questions are answered in that format. You try to get behind the scenes, try to find out what the deal is, talking to people that I know. Uh, They don't believe it's serious. They believe it is management, and they don't want to chance things. And with KD, uh, they look at the schedule and look at the schedule. If he doesn't play tomorrow, look how many days off he will have since the Golden State game prior to the Clipper game. If he plays the last game of the road trip, to me, that's the indicator that they just wanted to make sure. They wanted to get a, a full practice before the game. No practice today. It's an off day. I just don't think they want to chance it. But as far as long-term, everybody felt that he did everything the right way, except when you sit out after the protocols that the NBA laid out, you don't know how your body's going to respond. And that might have been part of the issue coming back against the Warriors. Okay, so who among your colleagues dyes their hair? I know you do. (laughs) But if you had to take a stab in the dark... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah Brooklyn Nets, some... yeah, yeah, that's fine. And Danny, the real issue is who is dying their hair? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the million dollar question. I have answers. I probably have receipts. I, I can't go there. It, it's part well, of the wait, code. Well, it, wait, it's a it's a tough spot because you got Ryan Rucco who shaves his head, right? You've got uh, who's one of your <laughs> colleagues over there. You've got Richard, Richard Jefferson. Jefferson. Who also, yeah. sh- you know, is bald. Like, there's not he's a lot a there, guy. actually. He's a bald. Yeah. He's a cue ball. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> exactly. Those so, two guys, we yeah. can take them off the list. They're off the list. There are some others. There are colleagues that, that definitely would qualify. But I've got to mm. let them speak their truth. I can't be that guy. I'm feeling that. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Yeah, understand. Don't want to out them. You know, that's not, that's right. not no. very no. nice. I got See, you. I just out myself. Guy. That's the whole point. That's right. <laughs> Self-deprecating die. <laughs> so, Ian, before before we let you go, I listened to your interview with Lebetard a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know Dan and I go way back, so I was listening. I, I thought it was hilarious. I want to ask you this, okay? Because in that interview, you revealed two things that I did not know: um, that you were part of your parents' Catskills uh, act because they were entertainers when you were like five. And you also revealed yes. that Martina Navratilova, when you did the French Open with her, kept calling you Jan for the entire tournament. Which one for was the weeks, more yeah. embarrassing moment for you? <laughs> I think the Martina one the next year when I came back as part of the Tennis Channel crew and we went to the production meeting and everyone was like, hey, Ian, Ian, how you doing? What's up, Ian? And Martina walks over to me and Martina is one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. And she comes up to me and she says, your name's Ian? I said, yeah. She said, well, why'd you let me call you Jan for two weeks? I was like, ah, I don't know. I found it humorous. We just went with it. So Martina owned up to it, and we have a terrific relationship. The other part of, of your statement really was more child cruelty. I didn't have a choice. It's not like I was given the option. I was told to go up on stage and do impressions and do bits when I was five and six years old. So I look back on it now, and I'm not sure what my parents were thinking. They, 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 they were not thinking straight. That was not the way to, 
to to treat your young child. Yeah, but didn't uh, didn't your father though? Didn't he wind up going on then to play? Didn't we talk about this? The monk or something in a long running TV series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, he did very well. Uh, He he turned it into a major career, and at the age of fifty had by far the most success he had ever had in his career, and it led to television appearances, movie appearances, and all sorts of stuff. But let's get back to that young six-year-old, that precocious youngster that wanted no part of the entertainment field and had to be thrust into the Catskill spotlight. There's a deeper story there. We don't have enough time today, but, you know, it it did some damage. I bet. I bet. I, we, I feel we've like all seen I the knew, marvelous knew, Mrs. Maisel, so we know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Very similar. There you go. That's part there of my life. Go. Exactly. Uh, the the great Ian Eagle. We'll bring you back for another true a version of true Hollywood stories here with Ian Eagle. We'll I get like to it. that another day. Ian, thank you so much for taking time for us and our shenanigans. Always appreciate it. Yeah, it's great talking to you. And maybe I do dye right. my hair. Uh, let's just leave it as a mystery. Oh, whoa, wait a second. There you go. What the hell just that's, happened here? That's the way to leave him, Eagle. Truth. You, you leave him thinking, Eagle. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking. You and I, we're, we're on the same path, Eagle. What happened here? Good Lord. Thank awesome. you, Ian. Thanks, I. The there Iron he is. Man. The great Iron Eagle. Lakers, Nets tomorrow, of course, catch it here on this station. God, that was funny. Um, LZ, you've worked with Martina. So I, I, I feel have. like you, of all people, have that's, to find that story pretty hilarious. Well, that's why I couldn't believe he didn't just say something. Like, she she yeah. wouldn't have, like, gone off. Like, she's not, like, some diva who would have been like, how dare right. you correct me, you know? And he, I just can't believe he just rolled with it for two weeks. Yeah. We, I'll take a quick, quick story. So a few years ago, he and I were down in Atlanta doing a, a, an NFL football game. It was a playoff game, the Falcons. This is going back a while because the Falcons haven't been in the playoffs. And so we're, we're sitting at a restaurant on a you know, Sunday. Let's say the game was on, maybe it was Saturday and the game was on Sunday or something like that. We're sitting in the restaurant and he, he had a baseball cap on and a very nice waitress came over and she said, sir, excuse me, could you please remove your cap? And Ian Eagle's like the nicest guy. He's like, hey, do you mind? Because I've really got my hair is just a disaster. Really? Do you mind? And she's like, no, sir. Um, we actually won't serve you if you're not, if you're, you know, wear a hat. And he like, I'm like, Ian, we're, we're in Atlanta, dude. You got to take your hat off. This is just where we are in the country. They still expect you to take your hat off in a restaurant. He did. And his hair was a mess. And he was a sweetheart about it. But he had no idea. Like when she asked him, she was like, sir, please, we will not serve you if you wear a hat in this restaurant. Wow. I had no idea it was still like that. Old school. LZ, you lived in that neck of the woods. Is that? Did you ever encounter something like that? I don't know where you guys went. <laughs> I don't remember where we were, man. But we were we were Atlanta. the The Falcons were playing the Packers in a in a divisional round game, and we were at some little spot on a Saturday afternoon or whatever it was. I'm telling you, they would not serve him if he didn't take his hat off in the restaurant. That's wild, though. That's I wild. I'm trying to yeah. think. I think I naturally take my hat off in restaurants, so I don't know if I've ever <laughs> encountered that. And I rarely wear hats because I have locks. So there's that. There you go. There's that. All right. All right quick break. Um, let's, uh, let's move on here. We got it. The, the Padres just announced that uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, a little while ago signed a 14-year, $340 million deal. 
you know, it's interesting because it also comes on the heels of Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, making an interesting comment about the Padres. We'll tell you what he said in just a few moments. Stick around. We're back in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedan OZ and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Ian Eagle for joining us there. So we talked about Fernando Tatis Jr. getting his new deal. 14 years, $340 million. And, you know, I've mentioned that Greg Bergman, the big dismisser, you know how Shaq used to have big nicknames, like Big Aristotle or whatever? Greg is the big dismisser. Um, he tries to dismiss the Padres, but Padres made a lot of moves since he was the big dismisser. But, you know, Dave Roberts also very much like Greg Bergman dismissing. Uh, now, this was prior to the uh, Tatis deal, so I don't want people to think that he was poo-pooing the Tatis deal because Dave would never do that. He's a very good man and a very kind man. Um, but when he was asked by Bill Plunkett of the OC Register about the Padres' moves this offseason, again, prior to Tatis, said, quote, I don't mean to sound brash. How do I say it? I don't mean to sound arrogant. But the fact is, I don't really care about the moves the Padres make. Now, I think if you're a Dodger fan, you got to love hearing that, LZ. Absolutely. And he's right. He, he can't care. I mean, what's the alternative to care and then do what? <laughs> Right? Like, they're going to do what they're going to do. There are moments in which we are chasing the same players, and so then it, it kind of is an interest. But at the end of the day, you have to worry about your own house. So I like the fact that in his own dismissive way, basically saying, you know, good for them. They're trying to catch us. But I'm not concerned about them catching us because I'm too concerned about staying on top. Well, yeah, and look, you remember Dave Roberts is um, is a guy who at one time in his career was wearing a Padres uniform and sitting on their bench as a coach. And mm-hmm. when the Padres decided to fire their manager at the time, Buddy Black, they rather than giving Dave Roberts so much as just an interview, I mean, just an interview. He had played for the team. He was from San Diego. He was working for the organization. He's in uniform on the bench. Just just a courtesy interview for crying out loud. They went and they dug into their minor league system. They found some clown. It didn't last. And Dave Roberts was good enough to become the Dodgers manager, but he wasn't even good enough to get an interview with what were then the very lowly Padres. So Dave Roberts, you know, you're talking about LeBron having it in for Kyrie and really wanting to win that game. Dave Roberts has a little bit of that in him when it comes to the Padres. Yeah, and I get it. I don't blame him. Like, I look, I think all of us in our lives, even what we do, I think, you know, when you do what we do, and we're not professional athletes by any stretch of the imagination, um, although LZ at Venice Beach is pretty damn impressive. Right, the um, way you said without any stretch of the imagination, I just want to push back on that. I got to say, you know, you say we're not professional athletes by any stretch of the imagination. By some stretch of my imagination, I am sort of a professional Well, athlete. you think you're probably like a Tour de France cyclist now because you ride a bike that actually has a motor on it, yeah. Sort of, kind your, of. Your bike has a motor? <laughs> well, yeah, I have an e-bike. Bruh. 
That's cheating. Okay, hold on. It is cheating. I agree it's cheating. And when I pass a cyclist at 28 miles an hour and he looks at me and he says, that's cheating, I say, I understand. I'm going home to get my road bike. I'm going to put on my Lance Armstrong gear too, and I'll be out on the road working as well. But for right now, yes, this is a form of this is a form of transportation, not a form of exercise. <laughs> okay, that's fair. As long as you make that distinction, I think we're okay. Um, okay. But <laughs> LZ, by the way, I love when you say "bra" because when you say "bra," that's like a slowdown. Like, hold on, let's examine this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just. I, I just had envisioned you being the type of, you know, gym rat that would just pedal his own bike. I didn't think that you were a <laughs> a motorized peddler. Yeah. yeah. It's it's transportation versus exercise. I try okay. to explain this. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's, right, fair. Okay, that, okay. that's fair. That's fair. Now, you, you George, did my bike it? have a motor on it when I rode to work every day? Did my bike have a motor on it? No, no, I don't okay, think so. Right. I, I saw your bike. I saw you parking it every day in the garage. Yes. Yeah. So. Got to lock it up, by the way. You got to be very careful with bikes. You got to lock them no, up. No, not in the garage at no, the no, office. No, 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 hard to get. Yeah, yeah, there's security people right there, so we're good. Oh, right. but, uh, but anywhere else, but I would it, agree. Yes, yes. But it's sure. all good. It is yeah. all good. At least you're out there and you're out doing stuff. We out yeah. here. Um, so I, I don't even remember why I was saying we're not athletes by any stretch. Oh, I know now. Why we were we're not athletes by any stretch of the imagination or profession. So, but we are competitive, right? And each one of us in our own had people tell us, like Dave Roberts, no, you're not good enough for this. And we clearly have all overcome those situations, right? Like, So I get that aspect of it from Dave. Like, yeah, who gives a rip about what the Padres do? Like, screw them, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I completely understand where Dave Roberts is coming from. It's like, okay, so it, it, imagine it like this. If you're a Laker fan, you have an arrogance in the way you look at the Clippers. Like, I'm a Laker fan, and they're just the Clippers, and they've never won, and they're never going to win because they're always going to be the Clippers. It doesn't matter to me how much money they spend or who they sign or who their owner is. They're still just the Clippers. And that's the way Dodger fans look at Padre fans. They can sign Tatis. They can have Manny Machado. They can do whatever they want to do. They can have a great ballpark, but they're still just the Padres. That is the way Dodger fans look at Padre fans uh, or the Padres. And, and the Padre fans look at the Dodgers like, that's who we have to beat. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. The Dodgers are the man. 877-710-ESPN if you want to hop aboard. 877-710-3776. All right, one more segment to go. Uh, we've got some fun audio from uh, Robert Ori, Big Shot Rob, uh, about his days uh, playing with Kobe and the biggest shot he hit in his career. We'll hear from him in just a few moments. Plus, Travis and Sliwa tonight at 7 o'clock. All that. Coming up in just a moment, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Happy birthday to you, Scott Kaplan. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Woo. All right. Happy birthday to Scott Kaplan. Muchos uh, apreciando. Any, any big plans tonight or no? Uh, you know, last night, thanks for asking. Last night, my, uh, my four kids and I were all together, 
and um, kind of hard to do. My son lives in Mission Viejo. He was he drove and uh, came to visit. And my three daughters are uh, are good and healthy. You know, I had a little bit of a scare, and so yeah. we're we're good there. And um, and so yeah, all four of us. And but I will tell you this, um, George, you haven't experienced this, and and don't if you can, if you can avoid it. But was with my girlfriend. That's kind of an interesting thing when you're married, and you have kids, and then you get divorced, and then you have a girlfriend, and you still got kids. That's always interesting. So yeah. yeah, that's what we did last night, and then tonight we'll we'll take it easy. You know, we'll just kind of chill. Nice. Maybe I'll um, catch up on that Britney Spears documentary I've been making. There you on. go. Finally, get to watching yeah. it. It's really good. Um, so Robert Ori was a guest. We love Big Shot Rob um, mm. on the Pardon My Take podcast, LZ. And he had two things that came out of the interview were just fantastic by him. Him telling the story uh, about the alleged Kobe stopper, Ruben Patterson, and him talking about his game-winning shot against the Kings. Which one would you like to hear first? Oh, Ruben. Okay, let's hear it, Laura. You know, the crazy part about that is, Ruben, you used to play for us. You used to try to guard Kobe in practice. You couldn't guard him in practice. And when he wasn't going hard, you think you could maybe guard him in the game? Are you serious right now? You know, Ruben had a big ego. When Ruben came in as a rookie, he thought he should have been starting. Rookies always supposed to do stuff like bring your donuts or bring your coffee or bring your paper. You know, I know people are like, what's the paper? But he's supposed to do these things. So, you know, Ruben had that ego and that attitude like, yo, I'm from Cincinnati. I'm this bad guy. I can do this. So he never did what he was supposed to do with a rookie. So one night in Sacramento, we said, OK, we're going to show you what rookies, how rookies get treated. We got a bunch of electric, a bunch of um, athletic tape, taped him up, put him on a um, luggage cart put him on the elevator and hit all the buttons. And so we just <laughs> left him there. So that is the Ruben Stopper story. Like, you don't want to respect us vets. Here you go. We got something for it. And I think the funniest part, just I felt bad. This little old lady, you know, she was about to get on the elevator and she saw him like this, all like tied up. And she's like, ooh, it's scared. And we're like, we sorry, ma'am. It's a joke, you know. And she got all scared. So, yeah, it, it, you know, that's one night in Sacramento. <laughs> that's funny. That's um, awesome. I love that. I love that. That's great. Boy, um, nowadays, and, people be like, oh, my God, that's hazing. You can't do that. Uh, that's true. They would do you know? that. Now, I mean, nowadays, like, you can't tape a guy up and run him up and down the elevator like that. It's like, yeah, it was funny, actually. Yeah. Clearly, we it don't could be care. Both. And, it uh, it no. could be hazing and funny. Yeah. Right. It could yeah. be both. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny hazing. Yeah. Um, LZ and I haze you, clearly. So uh, let's right. hear the one about the game-winning shot against Sacramento, which is, like, obviously one of the craziest moments of his career. I'm going to walk you through the play. The play is called what the No lie. And I'm inbounding the ball, and I'm supposed to set a pick on Kobe, and Kobe's supposed to come off. If my defender went with him, he's supposed to kick it back. He had the alley to the – he had the lane to get to the you know to the rack. He missed it, and it came off. So I'm still out there because I know Kobe has hit me so many times at the last moment. So I'm just standing out there waiting on the ball. And then I'm also thinking they might tip it out because if they can't get the rebound – you tip it out. It's too crowded anyway. It's seven footers in there. So I'm out there chilling, waiting. So all these scenarios are going through my head. And the crazy part, is, it was a perfect tip out. Yeah. It hit me exactly where I love it. And you know, I raised up and knocked it down. And I tell people all the time, says, we would have never been in that situation if Phil would have ran some plays for me because I was hot that game. And I already <laughs> just made two threes from the corner, but I had no plays ran for me. You know, it was one of those moments that kind of solidified me being chick- Big Shot Bob. So it was, it was a great moment. And that was on part in my take. I love that the play is called WTF. Exactly. Because that's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, how did Kobe miss? How did Shaq miss? Yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> and boy. then, bam, magic. Yeah. And, and that poor Sack team just never recovered. Never. 
Never. Just never. 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 Uh, it is wild, man. Speaking of wild, so Travis and Sleewa are coming up next, Kaplan. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to them the other day. And, look, you've known Sliwa a long time, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Travis and, and LZ, we know Travis, and you specifically know Travis really well. Travis, you know, big 90210 fan. They're talking about 90210 because it was somebody's birthday. I think it might have been Jenny Garth. I don't remember. It was somebody's birthday the other day. And Slee was like, what's 90210? I was mm. like, what? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? Your boy, if it's not Lakers, you know, LeBron AD pick and right. roll, like right. I start to wonder right. about him, you right. know? You guys give me a hard time for all the things that I have not seen. Although, LZ, I want you to know, you made that uh, Maisel comment in the middle of that Iron Eagle conversation, yeah. and I actually was like, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I watched that go. series. It was awesome. Um, so, yeah, look, my man Sliwa, if it's not Lakers, he don't know about it. You know, he is all Laker all the time, you know, and that's just the way this kid is wired. Although I did hear them on their first night. It was a little strange to me. Sliwa had the audacity to ask Travis, hey, what kind of burrito do you like, Mr. Food Guy? And Travis pretty much told him, you know what? We don't have that kind of relationship yet. I'm not – I, I – don't don't ask me that. That we have to be much closer for you to know what kind of burrito I'm gonna order. I was like, whoa, okay, serious. That's funny. I like that. Yeah, uh, LZ. I, I, I mean, Slee was not young. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you not like? How does 90210 not get on your purview at some point there? Bruh, just the numbers alone at least tells you that it's a zip code. Right. Like, I, like, I, like, you know. And it's a zip code in the town you live in. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, my question might have been, where is that? Not what yeah. is that? But, you know. But, you I love 90210. Back in the to day, dude. Yeah, was a, I, I watched it. You know, no, I feel dude, like. 90210, you know, it was yeah. 90210 into Melrose Place back in the day. That was a great two-hour block of TV. Yeah. I, I, Melrose Place was fine. I was a little too young for Melrose Place to really be super into it. It was good. Um, I watched it not as regularly as 90210 because I was in high school at that time. So it, it Heather Locklear in that show was so freaking hot. Yeah. Did she it, Tiffany so Amber Thiessen get on Melrose Place? Did she or was she on 90210? She was on 90210 for sure. That's what it was. She was on yeah. 90210. Yeah. yeah. Were you a Melrose Place guy, LZ, too, or no? Man, who are you talking to? Come on, man! <laughs> come, come on, dude! George. I don't think I don't think LZ growing up in Detroit was like, "Hey guys, what are you doing tonight?" Well, no, by then you weren't in Detroit, were you? Right? No, no, no. I was, you know, gone by then. But I mean, yeah. at that point, I was just, you know, doing other stuff. I certainly wasn't like I grew up watching Dynasty and Dallas yeah. and stuff like that oh, as a kid. Dynasty. But then once I grew up, I wasn't interested in the fantasy of rich white people. <laughs> the soap opera, yes. yes. Although in 90210, it wasn't rich white people. It was, you know, Minnesotans moving to Beverly Hills. Yeah, you know? around all the other rich white people. Yeah, That's right. right. Exactly. See, I, like, I, on the other hand, loved shows the opposite, which was I loved the Jeffersons when I was a kid. Oh, I loved man, Sanford times. and Son when I was a yeah. kid. Like, those were the shows to me. You know, I, I loved all that kind those of stuff. Those shows would be on cable now. They wouldn't even be network shows. Because of the language, all of it, all in the family included, all those, all those shows from back then. Old I don't think they'd sitcoms. be network shows, to be honest with you. They're probably uh, not. Yeah, it's pretty wild. All right, we're done here. LZ, excellent work as always. You too, brother. 
Cap, excellent work as always, and happy birthday. Uh, thank you, and much love to you guys and this entire squad. All right, Greg and Laura, great job. Thanks to Ian Eagle. Thanks to Ramona. Tomorrow's short show will lead you into Nets-Lakers. Travis and Sliwa are up next. Have a great night. See you.